fans and welcome to episode 57 of Jeff Reads' book. I am your host Jeff and today we're going to be reading chapter 10 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to contact me, you can write into the show. Head on over to jeffreadsbook.com. I'd love to hear from some fans or some hate mail, whatever. (laughs) And while you're there, why not consider buying a copy of these two terrible prequels that predate the book we're reading today? That's right, folks. This is a trilogy at this point, and they are bad. So, again, no feedback during the, uh, these quarantine times from anybody. Uh, you know, my two usual feedback people are a little busy. Uh, Laura's trying to you know, keep me away from her a little bit more. And then, uh, uh, you know, my man Glenn, he's got a family he's got to entertain. So, yeah, and, you know, we're all working still from home. I know that. So, yeah, I mean, things take time, so I'm not getting any feedback, but I understand. But if you are listening, just write in. Tell me you are. That's good times. Yeah, so no feedback right now. I know last week I was late posting the show, so I'm recording this on Sunday like I usually do. And uh, same thing happened last week, recorded on Sunday. I think Tuesday I edited the podcast, maybe Wednesday morning. I don't remember. And then I listened to it and I just never got around to posting it until Friday. I think, oh, yeah, I really got to get off my ass and do that. I feel like this was a Tuesday podcast originally and somehow it's morphed into like a Thursday, Friday thing. So I got to be better about that. What day is better for everybody, huh? Write into jeffreadsbook.com and let me know, yes. I really don't know when it should come out. I feel like I get a good amount of podcasts released at the beginning of the week, so, I mean, once I hit, like, Thursday, things get a little dull for me. I don't know how you people feel, so. I get, like, Doughboys in the on Thursday, and that's about it, really. I have to give mad props to this uh, podcast I listen to, um... Uh, A new player has joined, and they are doing daily quarantine episodes, and it is pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Usually they talk about video games, but they're going way off script with these quarantine episodes. Yeah, yeah, I'm having fun with that. It's good times. You guys should uh, listen in. It's a good podcast. They actually had a... uh a call go out for fans to like write in and they'd be featured on the podcast. I don't know if I would ever do that. I really do enjoy the show, but I'm real behind on video games. So I don't know if I'd be interesting to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Whatever. I don't even want to promote this podcast on it. I just think it's a fun podcast. Yeah. All right. So today, anyway, let's move on here. We are reading chapter 10. It is a whopping 220 lines and, uh, This is notable because I have not edited it yet. (laughs) One chapter I had to edit this whole week, and I still didn't. So we're going to go through this. I've seen a lot of typos because I have to scan what the goddamn chapter was about, what happened, that kind of stuff, and to see if there were any, like, real disasters in editing here, which I'm sure there are. Um, So this episode, we're going to have some plot points, a little bit of magic, which was notably absent last week, you know, for a uh, fantasy novel. My novels have very little magic in them. (laughs) Um, We're going to get to see some embarrassing magic tech, I I have as a note. It's something stupid that happens in the book that I'm a little embarrassed by, but I I don't know. I think it's okay. We're going to see how this goes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I still haven't done any more editing, but I think this week I'm going to get around to it. I'd been messing around programming an Atari computer. That's right, people. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I think I'm kind of done with that. I finished what I had been doing. I don't know if I'm going to proceed anymore. You know, it's, it's fine. So I might have some more time. I, my, I'm so like, uh, you know... I, I, I'm very unfocused with hobbies outside of work, so sometimes I get all, you know on a kick of trying to program on an Atari, and I forget that I have to edit a book. Yeah, so luckily I always try to make myself do the podcast, which I really enjoy. So it's just a hobby for me, because uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, generously speaking, I've received eleven dollars from this, <laughs> and not this week, just ever. So yeah, and I, okay, and don't send money. Just buy the book. That makes me smile enough. You know what I mean? That, that'd be lame. Anyway, all right, let's talk about what we're reading. Okay. Oh, I already said what we're reading. All right, we can move on, I guess, huh? I don't see any reason to delay, huh? Let's let's do this, huh? Why don't we just dive in to chapter ten? So for today's episode, I am sipping on a delicious glass of Wild Turkey 101 with a whiskey stone in it. That's right, no ice today, so it's extra strong. Uh-huh. Mm. And extra tasty. Uh, I've had it since I started the intro, so it's warming up a little bit, but it's okay. Whiskey's good all the time, and at any temperature. Mm. Yeah, so I think we've dispensed with the trying to do some new drink each time. Here we are. Oh, I also wanted to point out, since we're on chapter 10, I think last episode I ended saying it was chapter 10. That was fucking, eh, just sloppy. What are you going to do? I think it was because I was reading and, you know, it said chapter 10, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to make an excuse for me doing that, but whatever. Hmm. Okay, and I think we got some drinking breaks. I might make up a few, too. I think that sounds fun. Uh, boop, boop, boop. Let's bring up the book, shall we? All right. Oh, God, I'm like in the middle of the chapter. Let's move up to chapter 10. Here we go. All right, and as I said, this is not edited yet, so get ready for disappointments. Okay. Margot stepped through the door into the meeting once again and stopped, baffled. Every seat around the table was now empty, and she was the only soul in the room. Henry squeezed past her as she looked back out into the hall to see if perhaps they had missed something. What the? Henry trailed off, clearly as confused as she was. Margot walked carefully around the table, looking at a still life left behind. The scrolls provided by Ted lay on the table, though some now were on the floor. On the other side of the room, she pulled open a door that had been behind Lord Heinrich, since seeing an empty hallway beyond with no sign of life. She shut the door and turned back to Henry, who was also carefully examining the table. Where'd they go, Margot said, feeling like the obvious needed to be asked. Henry shook his head and hurried back to the door through which they had entered. Leonid, he yelled, and returned his gaze to the nearly empty room. Leonid barged into the room, and his eyes immediately went wide. Are they playing some sort of joke? Henry asked. I don't think these are the types to play a joke, Margot said ominously. I don't think these ty are the types to play a joke, 
Margot said ominously, in a man's voice, apparently. <laughs> it should ha shouldn't have happened this far south, Leonid managed. Excuse me, Margot responded, staring at him. Leonid, though, remained staring in disbelief at the empty table. What's going on? Henry asked, staring at Leonid. What did you do with Ted? It's never been this far south, Leonid said, shaking his head. Leonid, Margot snapped. What are you talking about? I'm not supposed to... He hesitated. I have to stay quiet until... Until they sign. It's a little late for that, Henry pointed out. Margot grabbed Leonid's face in both hands and pointed it towards her own. Slowly, while clear, slowly and clearly, she asked, What happened in here? While she still held his face, he looked up at the ceiling and raised an arm to point. When Margot looked over her shoulder, she could see a dark black spiral on the ceiling that looked as if it had been drawn in ash. Her face pinched into a confused expression. What is that? Henry asked, verbalizing what Margot had been wandering as well. <laughs> they all stood staring for a moment. They were here, Leonid said in an almost fearful voice. Oh my god, they were here, Leonid said in an almost fearful voice. Why don't we all go back outside, Margot suggested. She subtly signaled for Henry to come over, and Henry grabbed Leonid just under his arms before he started to go limp. Leonid, stay with us. You're okay, she urged as Henry helped the dizzy man outside the room. In the hallway, Henry carried him to a small couch near the door and lowered him to the seat. Henry returned to Margot's side, and they both stood facing the alchemist, who was now holding his head in his hands. I don't think he did it, Henry said. Margot rolled her eyes at Henry. Thanks for clearing that up. Dumbass, I added dumbass. <laughs> They'll all think I did, he wailed. They'll all think I did, he wailed. Who will, Margot asked. She was positive that it wasn't him. Everyone, Leonid groaned. Everyone, Leonid groaned. Wow, this is some great voice acting. Burn marks on the ceiling? People have said it was a rogue alchemist this whole time. Really? Okay. But you've said this happened before, Margot stated in confusion. Leonid put his hands on his legs and leaned back. That's why the Lady Amarath, Lady Amarath, isn't here. Everyone in her dining room vanished a few days ago, including her. It was the first attack on the lords. Before that, some soldiers, knights, random people. But it was all so much further north. You all knew about this? Margot asked in disbelief. Leonid sighed. Yes, that's why... They were acting so quickly to ask for the king's help. So you know who it was, Henry asked? No, not exactly. Not exactly, Margot pressed. Can I show you something, Margot? Leonid asked in a defeated tone. Can I show you something, Margot? Leonid asked in a defeated... Was that more defeated? Drinking break! Woo! Mmm. I don't really like this layout I'm doing this book in. Like, uh, I'm kind of, I'm sitting on a couch and I'm like leaning forward because I got to read a computer screen. It's hurting my back. Mmm. So good. The trio 
opened a darkened study, and Leonid waved a hand, bringing the lanterns to life. Ooh, more magic! Like most of the castle, the study featured more polished white floors and matching walls, a massive ornate desk featuring miners, magicians, and cherubs dominated the room, and Leonid led Margot, spelled wrong, and Henry directly towards it. Father planned to share this with the king in the coming days, after the peace was settled. I don't think anyone thought it would come to this, Leonid said, picking up a scroll. Margot took the scroll and unrolled it. And Henry looked over her shoulder, reading the document. Okay, there's a space because it's a document, so I'm having a sip. Mmm. Ah, yeah, alcoholism. A new power arises in the north. You have seen our power. Ugh, they used that twice in two sentences in a row. And we can bring this to bear on the king of Eliath. Join us in our campaign to secure and unite the north. Or become victims to our power. Again, okay, power, get it. You have heard that of which we are capable in the dark corners of your domains. We shall present a more formidable demonstration shortly to those who seek to kneel to the king. Woo! And it ends drinking break. The ridiculous declaration was signed the Dark Alliance. Henry snorted at it, and Margot turned to him with disapproval. It reads like it was written by teenagers, Henry said, shrugging. Sort of like this whole book. <laughs> Why do you think this is related? Turn the scroll around, Leonid calmly directed. The entire back of the paper featured the same black spiral. Ah, Henry said. While she rolled the scroll back up, she asked Leonid, Where did this come from? Leonid moved around to the other side of the desk, saying, A messenger, of course. Can't you find him again? Margot asked. We did. He was dead. Dead? Henry asked. Just lying in the street, Leonid explained, sitting heavily in the chair behind the desk. There are no other clues? Margot asked, placing the scroll in front, and we're going to page down, of the alchemist. This phenomenon was phenomenon was occurring with disturbing regularity further north. I have heard about it it in Darkford and Twilight Crossing. Ooh, Twilight Crossing sounds like maybe it's a fan fiction from. Uh, well, we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Your father mentioned it upon arriving, and of course. Lady Amarath's disappearance was the highest, highest profile occurrence until now. <laughs> we should go look at the room again, Henry suggested. He was confident they had missed something. Most magic, and he was sure about this, and he was sure this was magic. Oh, thanks, genius. Was le Oh, God. All right, let's read this sentence again. It's a tough one. Most magic... Comma, and he was sure this was magic, comma, left more clues than were initially apparent. The spiral... Uh, okay, there's missing a verb. The spiral obvious residue. <laughs> but he hoped something else jumped out at him. <laughs> I think it was the spiral was obvious residue. Ah, maybe. Back in the empty room... Oh, oh, drinking break. Sorry. If you're drinking at home with me, make sure you drink. Mmm. 
Back in the empty room, Margot watched Henry climb onto the table and walk to its center. He's probably scuffing up the varnish, am I right? And this is an expensive table, I think, in this castle. Or you know what, though? It might be made out of stone. They want to match the white decor, so maybe it's like a big slab of marble. Mmm. I remember we went to this winery in Canada, Pilitary Estates, and they had this rad ass, like, uh, in their wine cellar in the basement. It was this giant piece of, I think it was, was it cement or granite? I'd have to look at the pictures. Really cool, but it was like a table, and they had all these chairs, so you could have, like, your wedding reception there. Maybe just the dinner? Maybe a, a bridal shower would work, too. I don't know. Ooh. Do you have to go to bridal showers as a man? I had to go to mine in Ohio, but not mine in Massachusetts. Write into jeffreadsbook.com and let us know, because I, I don't think men are supposed to go to those. Okay. All right. Uh, he was clearly trying to get a better look at the spiral on the ceiling. She decided to occupy herself with looking at the seats themselves, followed by the walls and floor. <sighs> Ten minutes of searching yielded nothing. Wow, I probably could have been done in a minute. <laughs> well, it's not a bomb, Henry suggested. There's no bits of them anywhere. No, and there's nothing odd under the table or on the walls. It's almost like they were sucked out of the room. Henry's eyes lit up, and he jumped back on the table. Licking a finger, he rubbed at the center of the spiral and squinted. What do you think is above this room, he asked as he concentrated. I would guess another room, she suggested. Henry leaped down from the table and grabbed her hand. Come on, we have to go upstairs. Margot had to run to keep up. Ooh, this is so exciting! And she shook her hand free of Henry's. While Henry was being impulsive, she tried to understand the geometry of where they had started. When they when the reached a staircase leading up, Henry took the steps two at a time and started down a hallway leading away from the room above where the room above would have to be. <laughs> Henry, this way, she said when she arrived at the same floor. Are you sure? he asked, stopping and looking back. Rather than respond, she started walking briskly in the correct direction. <laughs> Do you like that dead air? Making note of architectural details that would be continued between the floors. Henry, when fleeing past her without regard or regard for patience. Wow, this sentence is terrible. Okay. It's supposed to be Henry went flying past her without regard or patience. But it says Henry when flaying, because there's an I in the middle of flying, past her without regard for patience. <laughs> See, this is this is the level these books are at when I'm typing them. Oof. Okay. I need a drink after that sentence. God damn. Probably had a few before that sentence too, am I right? Mm-mm. Margot stopped in an open area off the corridor decorated with furniture for show rather than comfort. feel like that's everybody's living room in the world. Yeah, you're not supposed to sit in there. Or at least growing up, and I knew, like, friends that had the living room you can't go in. Even our living room we rarely use. We use it in the winter. There's, like, a fireplace that's nice. And, like, uh, Laura's father gave us his old stereo, like, component stereo. So we have, like... 
this rad ass tape deck and you know big Sony receiver and CD player. The CD player is mine. It's a Philips CD Interactive. If you want to be horrified, look it up on YouTube and uh, we'll hang out out there. But it's rare, you know. Although maybe now more often we just got a new rug, huh? Big news at the uh, chateau here. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I bet everybody wanted to know about the rug, huh? <laughs> Uh, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, the, the furniture. So, like, we have furniture in there. We don't sit on it a lot. The couches, though, are, you know, we bought them when we bought the house, and they're very comfortable, actually. And they're still, like, really firm because, again, don't use it that much. But um, we're probably going to get new furniture for out there. I thought it would be rad as hell if we, you know, our house is from the 50s. If we did, like, that, what do I want to say? Kind of describe it as ultra-modern 50s. 60s furniture you know a lot of chrome legs on your couch and yeah that would be rad in there i kind of feel like i don't think we're gonna go that far though i don't think it's gonna happen yeah anyway all right let's get back to this terrible story huh looking that i guess that was supposed to be setting saying the furniture was impractical Eh, i guess looking at the walls carefully she walked until she was nearly in the center of the area And she gathered that the room where the disappearance occurred was directly below her. Whew, I'm exhausted from that sentence alone. Looking at the ceiling, she was disappointed not to find the same spiral. Instead, she looked down at the R rug. I believe that is area rug. (laughs) Examining it for any signs of the same spiral. The rug, while old, was in exceptional condition further strengthening her guess that this was an effectively useless room. So it's a room. I felt like it was a hallway, but whatever. Okay. Or maybe, you know, since it's a castle, kind of like an overhang, like a loft kind of area looking out over, you know, spires or something. I don't know. Who gives a crap? (laughs) Strolling around, she couldn't see anything of note on the rug until she noticed a tiny burn mark. So she did find something of note on the rug, huh? Henry, she yelled in an over in her overly enthusiastic okay Henry she yelled to her overly enthusiastic dot 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 friend she wondered about that for a moment they had been together for so long that quote boyfriend seemed almost childish maybe you two should get married since you're living in sin burn and that comes on Easter too living in sin wow Mm mm-hmm Uh, The Lord Easter Bunny is going to have some words for you when you die. Am I right? The little burn mark seemed to be recent. When she touched it, her finger was stained black. She knelt down and cupped her hands around it. Leaning in, she put one eye up to her hands and looked into the dark void. A tiny pinprick of light emanated from the floor. Ooh, it goes all the way through. Henry arrived. Where the fuck was he? As she was standing up, staring at the ceiling, she couldn't see any sign of the beam that must have made the hole. What? Did you find something? Was there a device in the room? He asked, making air quotes. No, but... Oh, screensaver. She pointed at the burn mark. As Henry bent and touched it, rubbing his now dirty finger against his thumb, she added, the hole goes all the way through. Henry now stood, joining her in staring at the ceiling. Cocking his head to the side, he smiled. 
Upstairs again? Before she could answer, he was gone, charging back towards the staircases. So exciting. Drinking break! I feel like I have to burp too, but not really. I think this is what uh, undiluted 101 will do to you. Gets stuck in your throat. You know, like when you eat a shit ton of rice and then don't drink and it gets stuck in your throat. Same with whiskey. Mmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm getting some text messages. What do we what do we think about looking at them? Oh, so I was watching um, I was watching on Twitch the uh, revision party. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. It's like a uh, it's hard to so it's a demo scene party. So if you're into computers in a uber nerdy way, then demo scene is kind of cool. Like you know, it's where you make programs to showcase a computer's abilities. So, I mean, people make them for modern computers, too. But it's more rad, in my opinion, when they make them for old computers. So, like, revision that, you know, you submit demos and people live code them at the party and stuff. And then they display them on the screens, music and graphics. It's rad as hell. And so, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like, uh, you know, one of the categories was Amiga. So, you have to use a Commodore Amiga computer to make the demo and stuff like that. And to play it. Like, it gets played on that. It's cool. It's very cool, and it's neat to see what people do with the graphics and stuff. It's fun. I could never do it, because I have no... I think most of it comes down to I'm not, like, great at programming. I'm okay, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm... What is that? Imposter syndrome? Maybe I am fine at it. Who cares? It's That's not the point. I can't program like these people, because they're doing, like, graphics effects and stuff. I don't know how to do any of that shit. And then, like, the other half of it is, like, music and artwork you have to be good at. And I'm terrible at those, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. Anyway, so I sent a picture because I was watching. They were having a uh, competition where people were live coding graphics while a DJ played music. And it was a competition. People were going to vote on which one was better. So I took a picture and sent it to Glenn and uh, Justin, two previous guests on the show. Because Laura told me this is the nerdiest thing I think you've ever done. Watch that. So, And it was pretty nerdy. So. <laughs> okay, let's get back to this fine, fine work of literature here. Mm. What do you mean it was done from above? Leonid asked when they returned from their investigation. Investigation. Gagshin. Investigation. All right. That's a good spelling mistake. I feel like uh, a little relieved that we didn't have to go to the next floor and listen to them find a hole in the ground. <laughs> uh, there's a tiny pinprick of a hole that goes through every floor above that room, Margot explained. If we could go on the roof, I'm sure we'd find another. Henry nodded in agreement. He was sweating now and internally cursing the damn endless stairs in the castle. Not being in shape also didn't help, he admitted to himself. How could that be done, Leonid asked. Something is flying over, is my guess, Henry offered. Maybe something could be placed on the roof. But you or anyone else probably would have noticed someone climbing around on your house's roof, I would guess. It's not the most inconspicuous home. Flying over means they could strike at any time, his, Leonid said, his eyes widening. Ugh, what a tool. I'm not liking Leonid so far. He seems like a pansy right now. <laughs> Uh, is pansy a bad word to say? I'll stop saying it. I kind of mean like a weakling, but is that does that have some connotation or 
I don't know. I really don't. I feel like I pick it up from uh, Monty Python, and that's from the 60s, so maybe I shouldn't say it. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's call him a wimp. Leonid seems pretty wimpy. How about that? Or is that, am I, am I uh, fictionally bullying someone? That might be it. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm a pretty big wimp, too, so whatever. Bloop, 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 bloop. But they don't, Margot pointed out. That seems clear enough. Or they'd do it until this house was empty, right? Leonid was quiet for a moment. Wouldn't people have seen something flying? Henry shrugged. We don't know how big it is, or if it's a thing. I suppose it could be remotely done. Leonid shuddered visibly. So who did this? What do we do now? I think we should head to Amarath Manor, Margot offered. Maybe there's a clue we've missed, and I don't believe the manor is that high. Oh, so they can get on the roof, I guess. I mean, I don't know what that achieves. Leonid nodded. Ah, oh, damn it. Screensaver. Uh, blip, blip, blip. Rushing from behind the desk. Oh, he was in the study. That's right. I'll have a carriage brought around at once. Give me a moment to pack. You're coming, Margot asked, surprised. I'm certainly not staying here and waiting to be zapped away, he said as he rushed out the door. Oh, that seemed like a good drinking break, didn't it? Oh, well. Ugh. Hours in a carriage with a zinth, Margot said. He seems nice enough, Henry said, shrugging. Margot reached into nothingness and pulled a... See, I made that two words. Nothingness should be one. Remember, and pulled out a tiny brown book. Remember, she hides everything. And, all right, all right. If you listen to the podcast, Secret Closet, blah, blah, blah. I need to tell Erin what's happened, she said, finding a blank page in the book. Is that one of those new synchro books? Henry asked, impressed. <laughs> that's a that's a proper noun because it's a brand name. <laughs> uh, when Margot nodded, he felt a little hurt. <laughs> when did you get that? Erin gave it to me before we left, so I could write to her. Oh, you didn't say anything about it. Well, how am I supposed to talk about you if you know about it? When Henry looked hurt, Margot sighed and flipped back a few pages and handed him the book. Henry read a few lines. Ooh, there's some spaces, so we're going to take a drink. Mm. I'm really abusing the formatting in this. <laughs> you know, for alcohol. In black. Kind of exciting being back in the job. I think that should be on. <laughs> Well, but it is a, 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 quote, magic text, so you'll get the idea soon. It was hard having Ted in the carriage with it, if you know what I mean. I think it's supposed to be with him. God damn it. In gray, lol, you'll be at a castle soon, right? In black, we shared a tent at the encampment. Had to be quiet. He's asleep next to me right now. Ugh. <laughs> I guess that answers our implied sex questions about a tent. <laughs> Damn, Margot, Henry exclaimed, just like all the listeners to this podcast. <laughs> Why would you tell her that? <laughs> Margot shrugged. She's a friend. We talk, that's all. After a pause, she asked, What does lol mean? Something about laughing, right? Henry watched as Margot wrote on the page. Something's happened. 
Ted and all the northern lords have disappeared. Some sort of magic from above. Henry and I are leaving for Darkford to investigate. Moments later, Henry watched gray handwriting appear. What? I've told Stephen already. What do you need from us? Margot responded. Nothing yet. Just don't let anyone panic. Another gray message materialized. Got it. Stay safe. Oh, that's nice. And that ends chapter 10. Well, that was an exciting chapter. I bet you guys were concerned they were going to go back in the room and have more meetings. Because <laughs> we all know that's what I am I enjoy writing about the most based on the freaking uh, Offworlder book. Jesus Christ, so many meetings. At least that didn't happen. Ugh, yeah, yeah. So everybody disappeared. Leonid seems a little wimpy, but, eh, you know, he might shape up a little bit soon. Let's hope, right? I really don't remember. I'm just saying let's hope. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Henry seems real out of shape. He's having a lot of trouble with stares and sweating and, ugh, probably stinks. I, I would assume, well, I would assume, I guess it's cold out, though. But in the world of magic, all the clothes are probably pretty heavy. No uh, polyester, you know, none of that, like, moisture-wicking technology. So he's probably getting real damp. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. What did you guys think of my magic technology, where you can write in one book and it shows up from another book? And I couldn't remember if that appeared in Homecoming at all, but I guess it does. So, I mean, that's something, right? I, I put some magic in there, a magic consumer product. <laughs> I kind of thought there'd be more magic consumer products in here, but there's almost none. What, there was that copy machine in um, Offworlder. Uh uh, Margot had a mirror or something or a, a magnifying glass once. That's about it. Yeah. Not a lot of, uh, consumer products, it seems like. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, I mean, that wasn't a bad chapter. There was some excitement. Things happened. The plot advanced. Ugh, you know, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It was fine. It was fine. Lot of freaking typos. I skipped a few, like, simple spelling errors because... Few is probably misleading. There were a whole bunch, and, you know, I can't stop at all of them. More interesting are the ones that make the sentence completely wrong. That one with flying misspelled made no sense. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I really do have to edit this book more. We're going to try to get Chapter 11 at least edited for next week, huh? Let's do that. I'll do that early in the week so I don't remember what the chapter's about. That's best when I don't know what's happening in the story. That's how I feel, at least. All right. Let's do our discussion questions, shall we? Okay. Question one. Now, if you recall, when they go back into the empty room, Margot says there was a door behind Lord Heinrich that she opened to look down, and it was an empty hallway. And then she just shut it. Wouldn't, shouldn't they have investigated the fucking hallway? I mean, everybody could have just gone out that way. That's question one. Wouldn't they investigate the hallway? Because they didn't. That seems really bad. These two don't know what they're doing. Henry and Margot. What a terrible move. I, I would think that'd be the first place you look. But I guess you can get away with some of it because uh, what's his poop there? Leonid. He saw a spiral on the ceiling. So, okay, I guess they didn't go down the hall. But still, I would have thought she would have walked down the hall a little bit, see if there's a room off to the side. I mean, Jesus. What the hell? All right, all right. 
Discussion question two. So they all disappeared. There was a spiral. Here we go. This is an easy one. What did this, right? So Henry theorized it came from above and it seemed to be true. There's like a pinprick going up through the floors and all that jazz. So what do you think did this? Now, write in with your answer, but you need to remember that I wrote this book, so it's probably not interesting, right? So if you're like, oh my God, I hope it's a magical Zeppelin or like a flying sailboat, both of which sound really cool right now, but clearly I didn't think of when I wrote this. So <laughs> it's not one of those. <laughs> so you have to think more dull. And actually, I don't even know how to explain what did this. So yeah, I'll give partial credit too. This is all I'm saying is it's not going to be good. You know what I mean? Oof, oof. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question three. Discussion question three. All I have to say about this discussion question three is synchro books. Huh? Pretty sweet. I thought this was a great like alternative to a cell phone in the world of magic. You just write in one book and it would appear in another. I don't know where I got that idea. So I'm really scared that somebody already thought of it, which somebody probably did. But uh, I don't know what it's in. I, the closest thing I can think of is what? Stupid Tom Riddle's diary in Harry Potter where, but that's the diary talking to you because it's a horcrux. <gasps> Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to hear that, rewind 15 seconds and then skip ahead 15 seconds. My bad. But um, yeah, Tom Riddle's diary seems like a good example of like the words appearing. Maybe I was kind of thinking of that, but that's not, it's adjacent at best, not stolen you know what i mean similar ideas not the same thing yeah yeah i think it's pretty rad i should have been abusing synchro books a lot more in this but all right apparently margo just tells uses it to tell her friend about sexy time with henry <laughs> i don't know what to say about that yeah although that did make me giggle a little i guess that's something right not much in this book is funny, so when there is something mildly funny, that's nice. <laughs> and now we know they had sex in the tent at the army encampment. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that about wraps up the show. Nothing too new on my end, so um, you know what? If you want to write into the show, head over to jeffreadsbook.com, and there's links to contact me. There's three ways you can do it from there. Um, there's, uh, you can contact me by email at jba at sdf.org, or you can contact me in the Fediverse on Mastodon at jba at mastodon.sdf.org, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. I'm really good about checking my Twitter now because I'm using, uh, an iPhone, so I get my notifications again. Yay! Instead of Android, where it was less than ideal, let's put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that about does it for today, I think. Um, I've probably been pretty loud, so I'm going to go upstairs and see if Laura put in any earplugs. And then I'm going to nerd out watching some horrible uh, demo scene party stuff. Actually, I shouldn't say horrible. It's so freaking rad, in my opinion, and I wish I could do it, but I can't. So there you go. Anyway, until next time, keep on reading.